Hey, I'm Phil. And I'm Chris. We are two dads who share one simple goal, to be better fathers to our kids. And that involves more time together with our families. More books, more movies, more board games. And most importantly, more meals together. And if we're going to spend more meals together, we need to be better cooks. So this is us trying to figure that out. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. That would probably be my uh, secret ingredient in my uh, pumpkin spice latte. Gross. Which also might be why I don't like pumpkin spice lattes. Wait, do you <laughs> not like sour cream then? Is that what that means? I don't like either of the two, hmm. really, when it comes down to it. I think I've just had some bad experiences. Honestly, I got some problems with milk in general. So the idea of cream that is sour just really ticks several disgusting boxes for me. Gross. So I avoid it if I can. Well, I have a solution for you then. Okay. The next time you're making tacos, nix the sour cream and use Greek yogurt. Life-changing. It's healthier. It honestly tastes better. And I don't think your kids will notice the difference. I do love Greek yogurt, but as far as tacos go, I think I'm a little bit more on like the street taco side. Honestly, I'd be happy with just like a tortilla and meat. If you want, you can throw a little little something on there. Cotija cheese for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's that's great. Or just like a little bit of cabbage. Or I do really love pickled onions. That's oh, pretty yeah. fantastic. I think pickled onions. That would be my favorite, especially with um, cochinita pibil. That or an al pastor. Do you guys have Moe's out there? Uh, I don't think so. It doesn't sound familiar. It's in line with the Chipotle and the Qdoba type. Yeah. You know, build your own burrito type place. But they have one of their toppings, what I thought was cotilla cheese. And I've always been a big fan of cotilla cheese on a, on a taco. And so <laughs> I, I get to the, to the end of the line and I, I point to the cheese and I, and I say, I'll have some of that cotilla. And the guy was like, the, the what? Oh, uh, j- just some of that cotilla cheese. And you know, there's like this splash guard. So he can't really see totally what I'm pointing at. And he like looks down at the cheese and he's like, do you mean the queso fresca? Mm. And I was like, yeah, no, it's, it's cotilla. And he's like, I've never heard of that, but that's queso fresca. And I found myself arguing with him, like such a stupid argument. And then I Googled it later and found out he was absolutely right. They do carry queso fresca there at Moe's yeah. and not cotilla cheese. Yeah, they're pretty similar. But man, it was if you're out there listening to this show, whomever you are, I am so sorry that I argued with you. Because you were right and I was wrong. Well, we all need some redemption, Phil. Yeah. Cotilla, queso fresca. Let's call the whole thing off. I thought you were going to go somewhere totally different with that. Like it wasn't going to be cheese. There's a little taco place in uh, Cherry Creek area. And I had never heard of this ingredient before. And I don't even know exactly how to pronounce it. But I ended up getting some tacos with this ingredient. I think it's it's something close to, and I know I'm going to absolutely slaughter it, but something close to wheat lechole. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. Anyway, got the tacos. Oh, it's corn smut. Yeah, it's, it's basically like corn mold. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> it was it was just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it was wheat lecoche. Okay. It's a fungus. Yeah, which I also have issues with on principle. Gross. If it has spores, I do not want to eat it. So the corn smut tacos, Phil, should eventually make their way to our, uh, you know, upcoming Taco Tuesday episode that we'll definitely have at some point in time. Definitely at some point. If we can ever get our act together. Yeah, that's the thing. 
it may seem like we have our act together, but we really don't. Phil, I would love to talk to the person that thinks that we do. <laughs> right. But anyway, continue. <laughs> it's honestly comical at this point because we're not that far into this and we've had so many technical difficulties, or at least I have had so many technical difficulties most recently. Uh, we use this recording software and my gosh, the last few episodes, I've just had the worst luck with them. And if not for my affectionate co-host Chris over there, he developed some sort of workaround to make it work somehow. But I got to be honest with you, all the back and forth and trying to figure this whole thing out, it's like it's scrambling my brain like scrambled eggs and just feel like it's it's almost like I have this existential feeling, like out-of-body existential feeling of, I don't know what's going on, but you do. So, existential, perhaps? Are you oh my gosh, recognizing no, my even, setup? Not, uh, Is that too much of a stretch? A little bit, a little bit. If I'm, uh, you know, picking up what you're laying down there, it seems like maybe... Maybe, quite possibly, you are leading us towards some some sort of um, beef-related episode. <laughs> well, only if you hamburgers. are going to... We're, we're going to talk about hamburgers. You can, put, you can put an egg on top of a hamburger, and it's great. You can. There are a lot of things that eggs can go on, and they're absolutely fantastic. But if I do remember correctly, scrambled eggs is what we're going to talk about today. Let's so, talk about some scrambled eggs, Chris. I kind of personally love the subject. Phil, do you have a specific way that you enjoy your scrambled eggs? I do. I don't always make them the same way because I love a good adventure. I don't love scrambled eggs at a restaurant. I'm not really sure why. I think if I'm going to have eggs, I prefer to make them. And there's a lot of great ways to make them. Personally, I mean, if I'm just kind of on the fly and I'm not really thinking about it, I usually just whip up some eggs with a little bit of milk or half and half and then scramble them. Salt and pepper on top, super easy. But if I'm feeling a little more adventurous, I will often sprinkle some sort of green herb on them, like maybe dill, cilantro. Oh my gosh. 100%. Maybe some oregano. What about you? Sure. I think there I think there are many a way that you can make scrambled eggs. And I think I've also gone through a little bit of a scrambled egg journey over the past four or five years or so. Maybe a little bit longer. Maybe, maybe that's one of the reasons that I, I really kind of like scrambled eggs is because it's simple, but not at the same time. It's simple and you're you're taking an egg, you're mixing the two different parts, the egg and the yolk together, and you're applying heat to cook it. But there are so many different ways to go about that and so many different techniques that can be refined to really achieve some very different results, I have found. So I think that's one of the reasons that I, I think it's it's really interesting to me is that it's something that's that's easy, simple, but you can really see the different outcomes of some different techniques and how, how you treat the eggs. So I don't know. How do you feel about that, Phil? I'm super curious. Can I just interject some, sure. some philosophy really fast? Oh my gosh. Sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you mentioned that you've been on this journey with scrambled eggs. Yes. So there's this quote that I love by T.S. Eliot. Sure you've heard of it. We shall not cease from exploration. And at the end of our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. To know the place for the first time. So anyways, great that you're on this journey because it's not really about reaching the destination. But when you reach that destination, you, you, you've changed. 
and so have your eggs. I suppose. Phil's Osophy 101. No, no, I think and it hopefully is. it's changed you. I think, I think it's about and the destination the because I like my destination way better than where I started. Whatever. Scrambled eggs were terrible to me early on in my life, my earlier years. <laughs> and I didn't like them. I didn't like them, Phil. Definitely liked fried eggs a lot better, like over easy um, was where it was at for me. But I think it was more kind of that traditional American scrambled egg that I just didn't like. It ended up being a little bit more dry. You had large curds and it was a little boring, I think. Yeah, the traditional American scrambled egg that you get at a restaurant. Yeah. And it's just like a run-of-the-mill, yeah. So I don't remember where we started, but I've really dove into some of the Thomas Keller methods. Maybe it's, it's actually more of like a French way of making scrambled eggs where you're, you're doing like a low and slow approach with constant stirring and stirring or folding of the eggs and it's breaking up the curds so you don't end up with large chunks of scrambled eggs you have like really small curds and what i've landed on is something that creates this really like interesting creamy custardy flavor and the eggs end up having a lot of flavor without having to put much into them so right now i guess my my current go-to approach is i'll crack the eggs straight into the dutch oven and have it on like a really low flame constantly on a, a gas stove is different than an electric because electric cycles and kind of maintains that low heat level for you but a gas stove can get a little bit higher so you kind of have to watch it and when you see the curds starting to form I, I tend to pull it off and stir it and kind of allow it to cool a little bit and then I'll put it back on and kind of get to that point where you, you can kind of tell that like there's some like forming of curds the curds are coming together and you can pull it off the heat again and I usually just take my time with that and I don't actually put anything in it. You're a purist. I think the only thing that I will put in it would be butter. So I'll, I'll butter the Dutch oven before I put the eggs in. As the eggs really are starting to set a little bit more, I'll fold some more butter in. And usually at that point, the texture is almost getting to like a soft, creamy polenta type texture. Mm -hmm. And at, at that point, one thing to think about is that your eggs are going to have a lot of kind of follow through, like residual heat that's going to continue to cook after you pull them off. Well, and honestly, that's kind of a principle that we learned just with grilling that whenever you take, you know, if it's burgers or a steak or whatever, when you take that off the grill, just letting it sit for five or so minutes or 10 minutes, it's actually going to continue to cook. Yeah. And so for me, because I actually don't really put anything else into it other than butter. I don't put salt in while I'm making it. I usually put some finishing salt on it after, kind of once I put it in a bowl, put some Malden salt or something like that on it. But if you do like to add some things to it, that could be a great point to, to do that. So you get it kind of really close to the level of hardness or softness that you like. And then you can pull it from the heat and put your cream half and half, creme fraiche, whatever it is that you're adding to it at that point. And if it's cold, it'll help stop that cooking. And so like you can get it a little bit more to that point that you like visually and then really like arrest that follow through process. Wow. There's a lot going on there. I think that maybe the only thing that you and I share in our techniques of scrambling eggs is that we probably pull it off the heat before it is completely done, which I guess that could maybe mean a couple of different things as well on what done is, but I've never really considered adding the cream at the end. Yeah, I've always just done that before I've applied any type of heat. Okay, it's like 11.30 p.m. while we're recording this, and 
I think I'm going to go make some eggs when we're done because that sounded lovely. I'll survey the two and I'll report back to you. I would, I would love to know scientific results here. This is something I've been thinking about and I can't lay claim to it. Someone else gave me the idea for this, but is egg salad and chicken salad the same thing? Does egg salad have chicken in it? I don't think we have, we don't put chicken in our egg salad. Think it through. Oh my gosh. Nah. I mean. I'm not even, I'm not even responding. Oh boy. I just feel like you've been ignoring my dad jokes all (laughs) night long. Somebody's got to bring the puns, Phil. Somebody's got to bring them. Tonight's not my night. So I know my approach to, to scrambled eggs isn't like crazy colorful and exciting, but Maybe that's kind of why I like scrambled eggs is because it's something that's simple and gets a process that you can refine. Oh, I would definitely say they're exciting. Okay. When you come out to make homemade pasta and Mm -hmm. probably have tacos while we record an episode on tacos. Breakfast tacos. I'll make you some scrambled eggs and I'll see what you think. Okay. I, I still think that without anything in them, like they have the potential to be just so incredibly rich and creamy. And it's interesting as you're kind of going through the process, because it's so simple, it allows you to try different things and kind of with that repetition, see how differences in technique can actually affect the final outcome, like the final flavors. And you can play with those variations and you can see like how a level of consistency and technique can produce um, specific results as well. For me, it it was just like a, a really great dish to experiment on and have fun starting to play around. But that doesn't mean that I'm necessarily against toppings or add-on. I know you like cream in your eggs, but is there anything else that you like uh, thrown in there? Yeah, if if I were to put a topping on an egg, I would probably choose dill. Okay. Or possibly paprika, if I'm feeling a little smoky, a little spicy. Hmm. Okay, actually just the other day, I had some fresh thyme and rosemary that I'd brought in from the garden, and it was nearing its expiration. So I just like very delicately dropped in some thyme leaves right on it and then chopped up some rosemary. It was amazing. I went a little heavy on the thyme. All of those sound good. I can't think of the last thing that I actually put in eggs. So I'm a little bit at a loss. Listen, this week I'll make some eggs, probably, probably tonight or tomorrow morning, I'll make some eggs exactly the way you've described. And then you make them the way you normally do, but then top it with some some dill. So felt life-changing egg topping, tarragon. Have you had eggs I, with tarragon? I love tarragon. Yeah, I've got a pretty good story. When Ashley and I were dating, she made me this great dinner in her dorm room. I mean, you remember college dorm rooms. There's like, there's there's not even a kitchen nearby. And uh, yeah, it's like she figured out a way to make this great, elaborate, beautiful dinner in the dorm room. And so before I came over, she she called me kind of in a panic at the store saying, hey, Phil, this recipe that I'm making calls for tarragon and I don't know where it is in the store. I'm in Whole Foods. I can't find it. What do I do? And I said, well, have you have you asked anyone? And, and when you do ask, make sure that you pronounce it the right way because it's not actually pronounced tarragon. It's pronounced Heroin, because it's French, and so she, <laughs> I'm such a jerk, man. So she, 
she like walks over to this guy and I, and I hear kind of muffled. She lowers the phone, but I, I can hear her talking to him. She's like, Hey, where do you guys keep your terraween? And, and he's like, the what? The, 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 here, let me just show you a picture. And she like shows him a picture on their phone. He's like, do you mean tarragon? <laughs> My poor wife. God bless her. That reminds me of your quacking. Oh, yeah. How long did that go on? The quacking went on for, I want to say, nearly a year. Uh, that's, that's about what I remember. So every time she said what? Quiet. 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 Every time she said the word quiet, I would quack. So yeah, I, I, I did a little experiment with my wife before she was my wife, and somehow she still became my wife. She's a good person. And I'm not. I mean, after the whole phase incident, I don't know if I would have stayed with you, Phil. Sorry. <laughs> Good stuff. Hey, we want to hear your stories. If you, if you ever played some pranks on your loved ones, how'd you do it? Hit us up, man. Jump over to Instagram, smash that like button, and tell us your stories at Dad's Kitchen Co. Yeah, so definitely be sharing any meals that you make this week as well, whether they're scrambled eggs or some other form of breakfast for dinner, whatever you're doing in the kitchen with your family. So, And don't forget the tarot <sighs> Quiet, Phil. Quack. Oh.